Hi, this is Pastor James Strickland, and you are listening to our sermon cast for Holman Park Baptist Church. Good morning. Can everybody hear me? Wave your hand if you can hear me. All right, everybody's good. All right, great, great. Well, happy Mother's Day, everybody. I got good news for you. God willing, we're going to be back in the building next Sunday, okay? So be listening on your phone. We'll be putting it on our webpage and on Facebook, the instructions. We're going to start back with Sunday morning worship services, much like we're doing here, but they're going to be inside the church with some directions and some restrictions. And we'll let you know about that later. But our leadership team has met, and we're looking forward to what that's going to be like. And again, check our uh, news places so that you can see what that's going to look like. Also, so... This is our worship service for May 10th, and today is Mother's Day. Amen, right? Anybody got plans with their mothers? Maybe, uh, hopefully, a social distancing lunch or, or uh, maybe a phone call or something like that. I'll go ahead and be honest with you. This time of year is, is kind of tough for me, and I'm sure some of y'all, too, that have lost your mothers. Uh, well, we haven't lost them. We just, we'll see them again. But it's... Uh, it's definitely a time to celebrate what the Lord has done. And then also today, we are so lucky to have you here. We are so lucky to be able to open God's Word. So let's go ahead and begin this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the privilege of being able to speak your Word in a public forum in this way. So may you be glorified, for it's in your name we pray. Amen. So now we have you in the parking lot, and we uh, have some people that are on Facebook Live. Good to see you all here on Facebook Live as well. Uh, If you are turning into God's Word, we're going to be in the book of Proverbs today, Proverbs 31, which is a very popular passage for Mother's Day sermons. And today on this Mother's Day, we celebrate not only our mothers, but all women who God used to accomplish His will in our lives and this world. And I think it's important to recognize that, that not every woman is able to be a mother. And not every mother that has children is doing a great job of that. So there is different situations in every one of these cars. You've had uh, things in your family that have happened maybe to you or around you or just... You know, there are so many things when we look at it, it's not just about mothers. And if you think today is just about, let's talk about mama for 30 minutes, it's more than that. Don't lose the blessing in that. You see, there has never been a greater time in my life where the love, work, and ministry of mothers and women in leadership have been more noticeable. You see, I'll give you an example. There was a wife that was helping her husband find a job. Now, she would scour the want ads for him. She would circle them, and she would look at phone apps, and she would look at online postings and make sure she fed all of those prospects to her husband. And her husband, they were sitting down at dinner one day, and her husband made the comment, and he said, you know, I think I'm just going to stay home for a while until the job market picks up. (laughs) That wasn't the right thing to say. Well, his wife was pretty smart. And she found the perfect teaching opportunity to teach her husband that he did not want to take a break. She made up a fake job description and showed it to her husband. And it said, the position was vice president of operations. 
Applicants must be able to do unlimited bending, lifting, while remaining on their feet most of the day. They will work 135 to unlimited hours per week with no breaks and no vacations. Now, you would also have to train co-workers, you would have to feed co-workers, and you would have to clean up after co-workers. So not only would you be their manager, you would be their cafeteria, and you would be their janitor. All of that was required, and the workload will increase on holidays and during pandemics. Oh, and by the way, the salary for this is nothing. You will get no pay for this. Well, her husband read this, and he got pretty angry, and he said, there is no way I could do this. As a matter of fact, no one in their right mind would do this job, especially for nothing. And his wife replied, honey, there are women who fill this job every day, and I am one of them. It's called being a mother. Her husband got the point, gave her a hug, thanked her, called his mom, and then started looking at the one ads again. She got her point across. And my friends, there is no doubt that God made women to complete his creation. If you look in the word of God in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, it says, Then the Lord said, It's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Isn't it amazing to know that out of everything God created, woman was his last and greatest creation. The roles of women have changed throughout the years. Early on in biblical times, women didn't have many rights. However, there are several women biblical heroes in the Bible. If you read about Esther, if you read about Deborah, if you read about Ruth and all these other women that have have stood the test of time and are in the Bible, that they are strong women. We are very blessed. You see, one day a child asked his dad, what's a man? Well, the dad begins to puff up his chest with pride and bow out his chest. And he says, a man is someone who is responsible and cares for their family. And the kid says, I hope I can be a man just like mom is one day. So the thing is, is that there's so many different roles and expectations of what we think men and women should be and not be. But the truth of the matter is God lays it out in his word. And where would we be today? Think about this. Where would we be today? Where would you be today without godly women in our lives? What can the Bible teach us today on this Mother's Day? What can it teach us about the treasure that women are and how God has placed them in their lives? You see, this is a day that we not only honor the women in our life, but we honor the God that has provided them. And sent them. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this Mother's Day celebration. And Lord, I just pray for all the women that are within earshot of this message, those that are listening online or maybe by a podcast or a rebroadcast, that these women would understand that they have been, a God, been given God-given talents and gifts used to not only benefit their families and their friends and their jobs, but to make this world a better place. And today we pray for these women. We pray for those women who have lost children. We pray for those women who have miscarried. We pray for those women who have children that have gone wayward and are like the prodigal son. Give them strength today 
to know that where that relationship is missing, you can fulfill and you can watch over and you have got a plan for all of these. We pray for those that are desiring to have children. We pray for those that could not have them. And for those women that made the unthinkable decision of aborting a child. This is not to put guilt upon them, but to let them know that even that is forgiven. You don't want us, men or women, to live under a burden of guilt and shame. That is why you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to forgive us of our sins. May you be with those women. And may you be with the women that are here today. The women that are getting not a whole lot of recognition, but they're keeping their jobs going. They're keeping the economy going. Some are protecting our country. Many are in the healthcare field protecting us. Some are at home raising another generation of children wherever they are and whatever they may be doing. May you bless them this day. May some way, somehow, this message, this scripture reach their ears to let them know that you have a plan for their lives. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. Now, just a few ground rules for today's message, folks. And guys, I don't want you to tune out. Because if you think this passage is written only to be applied to mothers, then you are going to miss the blessing of this passage. Every person, male or female, young or old, can benefit from applying what's in this scripture to their lives. Just because someone is not a physical mother, just like... There is not one perfect sinner. There is not one perfect mother. We're all sinners and fall short of the glory of God. But every woman matters, and they should be praised if they fear the Lord. Our key verse for today is in Proverbs 31, verse 30, that says, Charm is deceptive, and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Amen. Well, our first point for today is those who fear the Lord seek to bless others. Those who fear the Lord seek to bless others. Starting with verse 10, Proverbs 31. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm. All the days of her life. Folks, what this teaches us is that we must learn to value people above things. We must learn to value people above things. At the time that this was written, diamonds were not even heard of. So the phrase, more precious than rubies, rubies were considered to be very rare. That, for that reason, they were considered more precious. And if you find a woman that loves the Lord, that is precious. If you find a man that loves the Lord, that is precious. If you find a child that loves the Lord, that is precious. You see, Egyptian writings of that day equated rare gems like rubies with wisdom. So we must value those people that add value to our lives. We also, we must be trustworthy. We must be willing to trust others. We must be authentic in our integrity and give people a reason to trust us. And I've seen it in my life and I've, I've dealt with many people that when trust is broken, what do you do? What do you do when you're not able to know if you can take the next step? Trust is not always 
on and off. Once trust is broken, you build it up. How do you build it up, folks? Piece by piece. We must be able to rebuild trust when it is broken. And that is only through God's forgiveness and through faith in Him. So you may be here listening right now or listening on the uh, live stream or you might be listening to it later. And you may remember times when you have broken the trust with your mother. Or maybe a mother has broken the trust with you. Maybe it's not even your mother. Maybe it's somebody else. I know I let my down. I know I let my mother down over the years, especially in my teen years. Yet she still continued to trust me. She still continued to love me. She still continued to strengthen our relationship. Can you relate with me? I'm sure many people can. But we all must trust a cornerstone of our relationship. The cornerstone is trust, like the woman described in this proverb. Also, we must commit to help others. You see, Jesus himself said what? We are to love God first and love others second. Nowhere did he say we must love ourselves first or even second. I am sure that you can think of women in your life that have put their needs aside to help you. If there is a woman in your life that you can think about that has put their needs aside to help you, just let me know by honking your horn for a minute. There we go. Lots of people. Lots of people. Jesus himself said that we were to love God first and others second. Now, women that have given themselves and of themselves for us, maybe they're caring for you as a child. Maybe they are a parent. Or a teacher helping you with homework. Maybe they're taking you everywhere you need to go. Maybe they're protecting you. Maybe they're doctors or nurses or soldiers or first responders or more. Giving you good advice when you're growing up. Or maybe just being there for you even after you're grown. You see, if you fear, love, and respect God, you will do the same thing for others. And we must do the same for those women that God has placed in our life. The second major point is that those who love God will sacrifice. Those who love God will sacrifice. In verses 13 through 24, it says, She finds wool and flax and busily spends it. She is like a merchant's ship, bringing her food from afar. She gets up before the dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plans the day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect a field and buys it with her earnings, and she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong and a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable, and her lamp burns late into the night. If you don't get it, they're showing a woman here that has a huge, strong work ethic. Says in verse 19, her hands are busy spinning thread. Her fingers are twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own bedspreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with the other civic leaders. And she makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell the merchants. Now, I know some of you women are here saying, I can't do half of that. That's okay. And I know the women, I mean, even the men are saying, I couldn't do half of that either. What we're seeing here is that Scripture is showing us 
the way a model, a bar to be set. And it shows that this woman in this passage is sacrificing her time, sacrificing her skills, sacrificing everything she's got to prepare for her family. You see, sacrifice is necessary to protect and provide for a family. Look, if you go into your family life wanting to make sure that your needs are met first, you are not meeting your family's needs. You are meeting your needs. If you work 80 hours a week and fill your bank account with money thinking that that is what the kids want, then you are going to be sorely mistaken. They want a mother. They want a father. They want time. And now some of you say, now preacher, you don't know what you're talking about. I've had plenty of family time over the last two months. May you treasure every minute you've had with your children during this time. Because sacrifice is necessary to protect and provide for your family. In verse 13, we see a God-fearing woman woman giving herself to benefit others, weaving. In verse 14, we see that she is procuring and providing food. In verse 20, we see that her sacrifice is compassionate. Verse 20 says, our hands should, should not be so busy that they are not ready to help somebody else. Think of the precious women that lead and serve in our churches. Churches much like ours, ours included, would be in a rough place if the women who serve here did not do that. If you want to see a model of women that are in this passage, look at some of our Bible study leaders. Look at some of our ladies that prepare meals for grieving families. Look at that lady that smiles at you when you go get your extra piece of cornbread in our covered dish. It's just amazing to see how sacrifice is compassionate. Also, sacrifice is loving. It says her husband, her children, and those around her are great because they're labor of love. The third thing that we see is that character matters. Character matters. And this goes for all of us, guys and gals. Proverbs 31, verses 25 through 27 says, She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness, and she carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. What we see here is we must treasure inner beauty over outward beauty. Look, I I got news for you. All of us, as we get older, nature is going to take its course. Aging is going to take its course. And it doesn't matter how many procedures are out there. One day, it'll be over. Gravity does take its toll on everything. And eventually, we came into this world, and we will leave this world. So... If we spend all of our emphasis on the way we look and all our emphasis on what people think of us, we are going to likely not be a person of character. We need to focus on our strength and dignity. No matter how much time it takes you to get ready on Sunday morning to come to church, know that your strength and dignity will shine brighter than your best pair of threads that you put on your body. Because that strength, that dignity, and that character will last far beyond the grave. I think of when, uh, you know, like my mother passed away, and when someone passes away, you want to find the perfect outfit to put them in. But you know what? After you spend all that time finding that perfect outfit, that outfit is buried with them. But their strength 
and their dignity and their character and their legacy live on through your memories and through the way that you live. So don't obsess about the outer things. Focus on the inner things. And also communicate words that encourage and build. Still today, there is much value in saying things like, if you've ever said, I can hear my mama saying this, and that happens, Don and I will be talking all the time, and something that I'll say or, or she'll say, one day a little girl was talking with her mother, and she noticed that her mother had several strands of white hair in her head that were contrasting her dark brunette hair. So the little girl asked, Mommy, why are some of your hairs white? And her mom replied, well, every time you do something wrong and make me cry or unhappy, one of my hairs turn white. Well, the little girl thinks about it for a minute and then asks, so how come all of grandma's hairs are white? So she figured it out. Yes, those who are in your circle will remember your words and deeds. It's not always going to be easy. And it's likely when you get older, you will be saying the same things. Life is a circle, isn't it? So, always look over and guard those that you love. That's what this woman in this passage is doing in verse 27. As a child, it led to tears when we were being told, no, we didn't like that kind of supervision. And as a teenager, it meant saying no to things and having disagreements. And then as an adult, it led to who we are today. We are here. Who we are today is much in part to the way we were raised. Yes, we have decisions we have to make, but we must remember the importance of those that God has put in our lives. And finally, we must remember that we make an impact. Again, whether you are sitting here today in your cars, on your tailgate, or watching on Facebook Live, or watching a rebroadcast, we must remember that we make an impact no matter where we are, no matter what age we are. It says in verse 28, Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Let me say that one more time. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Verse 31 says, Reward her. For all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. The Bible expresses the perfect appreciation for a godly woman. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. You see, an exceptional mother instills the fear of the Lord in her family. That's the caveat. As we recognize the women in our lives, if we recognize the men in our lives, the children in our lives, everybody, as we recognize people, the, the caveat, the, the precursor, the thing that has to be there is a fear of the Lord. So an exceptional mother will instill the fear of the Lord in her family. I remember days when I was young and my mom would make me memorize scripture verses because she said there will be a day you'll need it and you won't have a Bible with you. And you know what? It was like prophecy because there have been times in my life or that has been the case. We don't always like it. But this verse is a recurring theme about the fear of the Lord. The verse is recurring in Proverbs. And our world is relearning this. Today, because of this epidemic, this pandemic, we are learning 
that we must fear the Lord because we in ourselves have been shown that we cannot control everything that happens to us. And may the godly women in our lives be praised, not for their looks or their personalities. This world exalts women for the wrong reasons, folks. We must acknowledge the work that they do on behalf of God, working in our lives and this world. That is the stuff that lasts through eternity. As verse 31 says, a godly woman should be praised. So we express our appreciation to our mothers in the way that we live our lives, in the way that we accept the same fear of the Lord that was instilled in us. So the women in our lives should be greatly praised and are the ones that fear the Lord. Dear ladies and gentlemen, young and old, don't be discouraged if you do not check all of the boxes laid out in the scripture. You may not be able to inspect a field or spin thread with your fingers. Many scholars believe that the woman depicted here, again, is not a literal woman, but a woman that is a model for all of us to strive to. The purpose of this passage is to give us an example to look to, a measuring stick to judge how we are doing. And praise God for the women he has entrusted you with. Encourage those who lead you and depend on Jesus to help you be all that he has created you to be. My friends, my men here today that are listening, the greatest gift God has given you is your spouse. Amen. Amen. Don't take that for granted. That is one of the greatest gifts. And if you are not married... God has given women in your life that are still filling that role, that are still mentoring you, still giving you friendship, still giving you that input, still supporting you. You see, the purpose of this passage is to give us all an example to look to. So praise God for the women that he put in our lives today. Because finding the fear of the Lord begins and ends with a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Through that, we strive to bless others. We value people above things. We become trustworthy. We learn to sacrifice for others because Jesus did the same for us. Jesus sacrificed for our past, for our present, and for our future. Men pray. Dear Father, thank you for your word today. And dear Heavenly Father, may we never take for granted not only the women, but everybody that you have put in our lives to guide us. But today we celebrate those wonderful, beautiful women that, Lord, you have placed in our lives. Some are here, some have gone, but we have been the ones that have been blessed. So as we leave here today, may our church folks show appreciation to those women in their lives. And may we live a life like this woman in the passage did, one that fears the Lord. And if there is one today that heard this message and feels like that they don't measure up to this and there's no way they could do that or something's been done to them that would keep them from that, may they understand that there is nothing that is too far beyond the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. That through him, they can have salvation, forgiveness, and strength if they would just fear you. If there is one here today or listening by 
on Facebook Live or a rebroadcast. May they contact me. May they contact their pastor. May they please know for sure today that they are saved and that they have the fear of the Lord. Thank you for this time together, dear Heavenly Father. Thank you for this worship this day. You are awesome. Happy Mother's Day. It's in your name we pray. Amen.